Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quinn. All right, today we would like to unpack just a few topics. Our first topic that we'd like to talk about was picked by Quentin, my teammate here. Um, he asked me a question the other day that we'd like to talk about. He asked me if I thought Lamar Johnson could win MVP this year and maybe take Baltimore not only to the playoffs, but uh, maybe a little bit further than he has before to the conference championship and maybe to the Super Bowl. So let's talk about that a little bit, Quentin. So I guess my question was, uh, you know, why why did you ask that? Is it because of the moves that Baltimore has made in the off season? Yes, it is because of the moves that they've made in the off season because they got a better wide receiver group than last year. That is true. Last year, Baltimore had Rashad Bateman, who was supposed to become the number one receiver when Marquise Brown was traded to the Cardinals. However, um, Rashad Bateman got hurt. He ended up only playing six games. But even in those six games, uh, from what I saw, I don't think that he – I think he's a good wide receiver, and I think that um, he'll be fine in that group, and he'll be one of the the top receivers in that receiving group, but I don't think he's a number one receiver. And I just don't think that he showed that. And, and it was only six games. You know, maybe uh, if he doesn't get hurt, he finishes out the rest of the season, and maybe he becomes the number one wide receiver. I, you don't know. That's a what if. But I don't. I just don't think he's a number one receiver. I think he's a really good receiver. But I don't think he's a number one receiver. But now that you mentioned the wide receiver group, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So I know that they went out and they signed a couple of wide receivers, but they also drafted one that uh, I'm really interested in seeing get out there on the field. Zay Flowers, right? Yeah. So they drafted him from Boston College. And so far in the preseason, again, it's preseason. You got to keep your expectations, you know, low. It's, but there are some times where they're playing against the ones, uh, you know, the defensive players that they will be playing against on Sundays in regular season. And so Zay Flowers actually looks pretty good. I think he's going to do fine this year as a rookie. I think he's going to be a good wide receiver. I think he's going to be a uh, a surprise to some people who probably were overlooking that pick in the draft. I know they have uh, Devin Duvernay coming back, who was decent for them last year, but again, not not a number one receiver. He's a good uh, maybe possession or go-to when you know the other receivers are being focused in on. Sometimes people forget about uh, Duvernay, and that's when he gets those touchdowns in the end zone or you know catches out on the field. So he's he's a decent receiver, and he'll be good for that group uh, coming back. I'll be some familiarity coming back from Lamar Jackson also. But the next person I want to talk about is Odell Beckham Jr., right? A lot of Lamar's success this year is really going to depend on he's the one they picked up that they wanted to be the number one receiver, obviously, right, because he's a superstar. He was a superstar before uh, he went down with injury in the Super Bowl uh, with the Rams a couple of years ago, right? So, um, if Odell Beckham Jr. can come back from his knee injury, I believe it was an ACL, um, and be 75 to 80% of what he was before the injury, 
then the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens made the right decision, and he will be, he will tr- help out Lamar tremendously because even a 80% Odell Beckham Jr. is better than a lot of wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, let's face it, the guy's got athletic ability. He's got um, everything you'd want out of a a number one wide receiver when he's healthy. So. I think that a lot of that success and how far they can go as far as the regular season and the playoffs is going to really depend on Odell Beckham Jr. How If he can stay healthy, that's the other key, right? Because he, he did sit out all of last year, you know, to heal his knee. Uh, and if he could stay healthy, then I absolutely think he, he will change the complexion of that offense for sure. And then you have uh, Nelson Engelor who they picked up and so he's not a bad wide receiver either he he started in Philadelphia uh, with the Eagles he he had a cut rough start to his career um you know as, as a rookie he had 23 receptions for 283 yards and one touchdown uh, but then he, as he went along he got better and so his best two seasons came in 2017 with the Eagles where he had 62 receptions for 768 yards and eight touchdowns. And then his other was with 2020 with the Las Vegas Raiders where he had 48 receptions for 896 yards and eight touchdowns. So he's proven that he can be a good solid receiver uh, for sure. So I think that was a great pickup for Baltimore too. They knew Lamar needed some uh, athletic ability and receivers on the, you know, out there to throw to, and I think they've provided it for him because uh, Lamar Jackson's a unique type of player. You don't, you don't just have to worry about him throwing to receivers on the run while you scramble. Like you have to worry about him tucking that football and running with it because he is a very hard man to catch for defenders. He's made defenders look silly in his career trying to tackle him. Um, so Lamar Jackson presents a very very difficult situation for defenses. He's very unique. You know, you have your scrambling quarterbacks like uh, Patrick Mahomes, who will scramble when he needs to. You have your uh, the quarterback in Buffalo, which is Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Uh, he's shown the he'll scramble when he needs to. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He'll scramble. But Lamar Jackson is different from those guys. Lamar Jackson is um, pretty special. If you put the right offense around him, he's he can make some things happen that maybe some – I'm not saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a uh, great pocket passer. He will stand in that pocket and deliver a strike. Uh, he's – Patrick Mahomes is also dangerous running, but I just think Lamar Jackson's a little bit different from the rest of those guys. I think he's faster. Uh, I think he he's, has the ability to make people miss, and maybe the other guys don't, like Josh Allen. I don't know if he will make people miss quite like Lamar Jackson does in the open field. You need to go back and you can watch his highlights since he's been in the league. Like he, he doesn't run like a, a scrambling quarterback. He runs like a running back, running the football which is a lot different from those guys. And I think that's what makes him unique. 
he runs like a running back, not not like a quarterback. So um, I think that if those if Todd Munkin, their new offensive coordinator, can put an offensive plan together around his abilities, uh, I absolutely think that he could win MVP again this year. Um, I think that he could probably throw for over 4,000 yards for the first time in his career this year if, if they make that offense correctly around him. And it just – his ability to run makes him so dangerous and, and it it makes the defense have to take a extra defender, you know, out of coverage just to spy Lamar Jackson because if you don't, he's going to burn you on the run. So – that being said, you know there's a it's there you have to run predominantly one on one defense against them, otherwise you know you're going to be caught looking and you're going to see Lamar streaking down the field, either for a huge gain or scoring a touchdown. So I, I think that they have improved that offense. You know you have Mark Andrews coming back, who's always a solid. I think last year Mark Andrews' numbers were down just a bit, just because. Uh, he was the main focus of defenses because nobody really respected those other receivers. And for, for good reason, right? Those guys were backup receivers trying to do what they could in the starting lineup to help Lamar. Obviously, Lamar got hurt towards the end of the season, too. So I think another good, I think another good pickup for them in the draft was Dante Demas. I watched him play at Maryland. Uh, you know, we're Michigan fans. We watch Michigan football. Michigan plays Maryland every year. I think Dante Demas could turn out to be a pretty solid receiver for them uh, to rotate in and out to give somebody like Odell Beckham Jr. some snaps off. So, you know, you're not he's not playing every down and you're not putting so much uh, work on him, you know, and you're, you're maybe saving that knee a little bit, not not maybe putting so much, uh, you know, he doesn't have to be out there every time. I think they have enough receivers now where they could, you know, Odell wouldn't have to play a whole game. Like he could take some some reps off and you could rotate some of those other receivers in there. So yes, I think that there is an opportunity for uh, Lamar Jackson to get back to his MVP form from 2019. And to be honest with you, I think he could put up even better numbers than those 2019 numbers. Uh, what do you think? Well, I also agree with you. I think Lamar can be in the MVP conversation because of their group of wide receivers. Like you said, Dante Demas, um, he, he is a good wide receiver from Maryland. He's a good draft pick. He was a really good draft pick for them. And, um, but, um. I think Zay Flowers is, is going to turn out to be the better draft pick and the better receiver right away between the two. But I think Demas could be definitely help them out to rotate some of the receivers out. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I think Zay Flowers can have an impact season because uh, I've, I've been watching some highlights of Zay Flowers, and I've seen um, how good he how good he was at Boston College as a wide receiver. I think he will make impact here this year and not put all the pressure on um, Odell because, like you said. Um, some of those wide receivers can uh, back Odell up. Yeah, I think Nathan. Ang- I think Nathan Anglor was a, definitely a good pickup. Or Nelson, sorry, I said Nathan. I don't know why I said Nathan. Nelson Anglor 
was a good pickup for them uh, to help out with that also. So Odell's not the main focus. Go ahead. Hopefully Bateman comes back fully healthy too. That would help also for that wide receiver group. Go, go ahead. That, that would really help. And, um, picking up Nelson Aguilar was a good move for the uh, Ravens. Because those two wide receivers put Lamar in a position that he can win MVP this year and lead the Ravens back to the playoffs and make them a playoff contender. And like you said, it also depends on OBJ's health. It also depends on his health. A couple of years ago, um, he had a season-ending knee injury in the Super Bowl. It, it does depend on his health. And picking up Nelson Aguilar, that was a good move for them. So then, uh, if o, if um, o, if o, Odo gets injured, um, he'd be able to replace him. And then uh, picking up Zay Flowers in the draft was a good move as well. That, that, I, think, I think they've set themselves up where uh, I don't know. I'll have to look. I don't, I don't know what Rashad Bateman's status is from his injury of last year. But, you know, if he wasn't ready to go right away, you know, they could let him rest a little longer to recover from his injury because they. I think they do have a lot better depth at wide receiver this year than they did last year. Yeah, I think they do because picking up those two guys, like you said, that um, they have a great wide receiver group because they have Rashad Bateman, OBJ, Zay Flowers, uh, Nelson Aguilar. That puts them in a good wide. That puts them in a good, good position for um, Lamar. I definitely think that they could be very, very dangerous um, in that division and in the AFC this year. If uh, health, I know that there's been an issue between J.K. Dobbins and the team. Uh, contract, I think he's in his fifth year. I don't know, I have to go back and look. I think he's in his third he, year. I think he's unhappy about his contract and he wants the to re-sign, but... Um, with Gus Edwards there, that's not a huge deal. Gus Edwards is also a very yeah, they, good running back. They also got Melvin Gordon. Yep, also picked up Melvin Gordon. So I, I don't think that even if J.K. Dobbins doesn't play, I think they'll be just fine at running back. I, it, even then, like you have Lamar Jackson, so whatever running back you have is, is going to split carries with him anyway. Because also picking up Melvin so, so to answer your question, I, I do think that they've set that offense up if everything goes right for them and, and they can stay relatively, relatively healthy and Lamar can stay healthy. I think that he absolutely will be in the – could be in the MVP conversation this year. So let's move on to a little bit of baseball. Let's talk about the baseball standings. I did a little bit of a podcast when you weren't here. Um, we can expound a little bit. So the playoff – picture is starting to come into focus yeah um you have baltimore uh, who's leading the division unfortunately uh, my favorite team the new york yankees the yankees will now have a losing record for the first time in a very long time they're not going to make the playoffs they're not even in the in the hunt for the wild card um and they're on a seven-game losing streak right now, and I just don't think they're going to recover. I, they're 
they're done for this year. When they didn't make any moves at the trade line, they pretty much mailed that in for the season, I think, in my personal opinion. So uh, they're, they're definitely done in that division. But that division was a tough division this year in their defense. Uh, until the Yankees had a losing record, every team in that division had a winning record and was over 50%. Uh, but Baltimore is killing it right now. Tampa Bay is killing it. Then you have Toronto. And Boston really turned their season around, and they're they're up there. Um, Minnesota is leading their division. Well, I don't think that Cleveland has a chance. They're close, but I, I don't think they're gonna. I think the Minnesota Twins are gonna end up winning that division. So I, I think you, I think those division winners are pretty much set, with the exception of the AL West. Now, Texas Rangers and Houston Astros are really close right now. The Texans are 72 and 51, and Houston is 70 and 53. So that's still going to be uh, come down to the wire, I think, because they're so close to each other. But at the end of the day, regardless of who wins the division, they're both going to make the playoff because they're, they'll both. Whichever one of them doesn't win the division will be in the wild card. Because if you look at the wild card right now, you got Baltimore, Texas, and Minnesota, and then Tampa Bay, Houston, and Seattle. Um, so either way, whoever wins the division, either Houston's going to be up there as a division winner and Texas will be in the wild card or vice versa. But both of those will make it. Tampa Bay will make it. The one team that uh, is battling out for the last wild card spot right now is Seattle and Toronto. Um, Seattle is 67 and 55, and Toronto is 68 and 56. Still a lot of baseball left to be played, so that could easily switch. If that did, you would be talking about three teams from one division making the playoffs. All from the. Uh, AL East? Yep. Uh, so that, that would be pretty, pretty interesting, but yeah, you got Toronto. Boston's even kind of in that conversation. They're not too far behind at 65 and 58, so a lot of baseball left. So that that's that's a pretty close uh, race right there between Seattle, Toronto, and Boston. If we go down to the National League, uh, you're looking at Atlanta, who has the best record in baseball right now at 79 and 42. The Dodgers at 75 and 47, and Milwaukee at 67 and 57. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, did you want to? Did you have something to add to the American League division? American League division uh, winners. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't give you a chance to talk. Yes. Um. No, I also have something to add. I also have a little hope in the Tigers. Because as you can see, they're kind of getting close up there. But most people aren't talking about the Tigers, but. I kind of have a little hope in the Tigers um, because... Uh, you probably have more hope than most. <laughs> At 55 and 67, they're... They're getting close. They're getting close. They're, they're getting close. All right. Go ahead. You know that they're, they're 12 games behind, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Just make sure you knew that. <laughs> All right. Go actually, ahead. What else? What else do you have? Actually, 
Um, I, I have accepted the fact that my Yankees will not make the playoffs this year. I hope that they fire Brian Cashman uh, and uh, Aaron, Boone. Aaron Boone. Yes, I think both of those need to be replaced. Uh, Brian Cashman especially. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah, I think those two. And I think they need to find a suitable trade for Giancarlo Stanton because um, the one thing that he's been having trouble with is uh, bat. Because I, I, I've seen his batting in Yankees games. I, I, guess I actually had a little hope in him, but now it's later into the season um, that, I've, that I've seen. I've, I've seen their games, and it's just... Uh, he, he, he's just not working out for the Yankees, so I think they need to find a suitable trade I know. for him. It's going to be tough for him, though, because of the his gargantuan contract. But I I, I was a fan of him uh, when he played for the Marlins. I loved watching his highlights. And uh, if a uh, Marlins game was on and, and I wasn't watching anything else, I, I would watch just to see Giancarlo play. But I agree. He had a first couple of good years in New York, but ever since then he's been injured. I think part of his batting issues have come from his injuries, but I, I agree. I, as much as it pains me to say it, because I, I was actually okay when the Yankees traded for him, because I thought, you know, hey, that's going to add another power bat to Aaron Judge. They'd be like the reincarnation of the Bash brothers, but that did not happen because Giancarlo's just been injured a lot. Um... And I, I, I agree, unfortunately, I think they need to find a way to offload his contract and uh, upgrade him. Uh, as much as it pains me to say that, yeah. I cannot argue with you. I know, thank you, too. And uh, I also had a, earlier in the season, I also had a hope that they could make the playoffs. But now, later, um, it has been tough because they went over 5,000 and they're winning percentage since, I don't know. Yeah, they're at 48% winning percentage. They're 60 and 63. I, I don't I don't think that's going to change. A lot of things didn't pan out for them. They, they, did, they made a couple of moves in the offseason for pitching that just didn't pan out. Uh, Severino has struggled this year. He didn't struggle last year, but as he struggled this year. Herman has... One game, he looks like the player that they wanted to be, and then the next game, he gives up 10 home runs. Like, Herman has, has not been very good. Not yeah. Nestor Cortez, Nasty Nestor, has been injured off this year. Um, he's Last year, he had a great season. This year, he struggled with injuries. Uh, so, Nasty Nestor's been hurt. Uh, there's a lot of things didn't pan out. In, injuries played a role in where, where the Yankees are at right now. But I, I think... Uh, there's some bad decisions made by Bryant Cashman bringing back uh, Josh Donaldson. I thought they should have let him walk and upgraded third base. Um, I do like uh, some of their – I like Vlopi. I think he's going to come around yeah. just fine. I think he struggled a little bit, but he's out of it now. I think he's doing good. I like Labratorez. Uh Yep, Obviously, cool. Aaron Judge uh, dealt with some injury issues with his toe. Hopefully, they can get that figured out in the offseason. Uh, 
I like Anthony Rizzo. Unfortunately, I think that he's getting up there in age. In the last few years, he's had injury problems with his back. I think that they should have upgraded first base also. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think they should. Yeah. I think there was there was some moves that they should have made, but they didn't. So let's let's move down to the National League, uh, where you have Atlanta, the Dodgers, and the Milwaukee Brewers, all as division leaders right now. Yeah. Um, as you look down, you see Philadelphia at sixty-seven and fifty-six, San Francisco at sixty-four and fifty-eight, and the Cubs at sixty-three and fifty-nine. Good. All leading their divisions. However, I want to point out that the Cincinnati Reds are hot right now, and I think that they are going to overtake the Cubs for the wild card. I think Cincinnati will move right up into that wild card spot uh, and drop the Cubs down. I was uh, Miami was in the wild card, but they've lost a few lately. I'd actually would like to see them back in the playoffs. Um, if I had a second team that, that I I enjoy watching, it would be the Marlins. I like watching the Miami Marlins. Yeah. I think they have a decent team. Um, but uh, I, the Reds are red hot right now, and I, I think they're going to bump the Cubs out of that wild card spot. But that that's a tough one right there because you got Cincinnati and Miami both at 64 and 60. You got Arizona at 63 and 61. Uh, San Diego is also right there at 59-65. And then the Cubs, obviously, at 63-59. Uh, and even San Francisco at 64-58. Like, they're, they could also be bumped out at wild, wild card spot. You have one, two, three, four, probably five teams right there that are still in the hunt for that those final two wild card spots uh, in the National League. So, National League's a tight race right now for that wild card. Matter of fact, if you look at it, Milwaukee's not really running away with that division by very much. It's 67 and 57, so the Reds or the Cubs could bump them out of that division lead spot also. So that's a really tight race right now in the National League. I think it's a little tighter than the American League as far as a division leader in the wild card race. So, um, again, there's still a lot of baseball left to play. So I think that uh, it's going to be pretty interesting down the stretch there to see which one of these teams you know, step up and, and take those wild card spots in that division spot. I think the, uh, let's look at the, um, so as you look at the NL Central, um, that's actually a pretty close race. The Cubs are only three games. The Cubs and the Reds are only three games behind the Brewers. So anything can happen there. Um, and again, they're both, both of those teams, actually all three of those teams are right behind, you know, San Francisco. So they could easily bump San Francisco. And then Arizona's right behind San Francisco at 63 and 61. So that's a really, really tight race right there. I, I That one, that's Hello. still a little fuzzy, right? That, that could fall four or five different ways, um, you know, in the next coming weeks. I think that the Cubs can make the playoffs right now. 
they they really surprised me. Mm. With really close to the playoffs, they really surprised me. Because Cody Bellinger has just been. Uh, I, think the, I don't think the Marlins really have a chance to make the playoffs, but I but I do but, but I do want them to make the playoffs. Huh. But I, I really don't have any hope for Miami, even though what? they're uh, half a game back. <laughs> what? Uh, I think Miami's got a good shot to get in there. I don't think Miami has a chance. Cause I, I, I actually, have, I, have, you, have you seen? I actually think Miami will finish this season with a better record than the Cubs. What do you, what do you want to bet? I bet you that the Marlins finish the season with a better record than the Chicago Cubs. Uh, yeah, I bet you. I... I I bet you ice cream. I'll I will take you and buy you ice cream if the Cubs end the season with a better record than the Marlins. I think the Marlins will, will end with a better record than the Cubs. Oh, what, are, what are you going to give me? If, what are you going to give me if the if the Marlins end up with a better record than the Cubs? I think the Cubs are playing a borrowed time right now. I don't think that. I think the Reds and the Brewers are going to come out of that division, and I think that Miami will bump them out of the wild card. There's no way. There's no way. Have Have you seen how Miami's been playing? Ah, uh, they're Since... in a little slump, but they're gonna come back. They're gonna come back. Uh, I I have no, I I have no chance for Miami. I think the Cubs are overrated. No, 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 they're not. No, they're, they're not. Overrated. They're absolutely they're, overrated. They're not. I. No, no chance for my Alright, that's a bet. We'll see whether the Cubs or the, the Marlins come out with a better record this year. And now we're facing Arizona. For me, the Arizona Diamondbacks have no chance. No chance. Even though they're one and a half games back, I feel like they have no chance because, um. Their record. They couldn't have. Let's see, what what the the NL West right now? The Cardinals in the NL West right now. When they're 63 and 61, they get, they're almost below 5,000. Well, the Dodgers are looking pretty good in that division. 75 and 47. Yeah, they're... Maybe tough they're really, to overtake that. Um, but really, they, they could very well pass up the San Francisco Giants, though. But I, I don't think they will. I think the Giants will come out of that. I think the Giants will end up having a better record. I just, the the wild card is the tough one because you have the Cubs who have the Reds. and the, As a matter of fact, I'm looking at your sheet over there and it actually has the Reds above the Cubs. Yeah, I, I, I loaded this. And so, and so uh, I think that... Uh, I think either one of those three teams, any one of those four teams, the the Cubs, the Reds, the Marlins, or the Arizona Diamondbacks could take that last wild card spot. As a matter of fact, the Cardinals could bump the Giants out. So I don't know. It's it's, it's tough. There's a lot of baseball left still to play. So we'll see what happens. I I had a little chance for the Cardinals because. They had, let's see, uh, Tyler O'Neill, Paul Goldschmidt. But now, I'm looking at the record, they almost got 70 losses. 
But I also no. think that the Giants will lose. Eh? Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I, the the wild card is going to come down to the Giants, the Cubs, the Reds, the Marlins, and the Diamondbacks. I don't think anybody below the Diamondbacks is going to make a big enough push to push themselves. At, not at this point. To push themselves into the wild card conversation. I think you that's the teams you're looking at fighting it out for the wild cards in the National League uh, wild card race. Look at the Padres. Look at the Padres right now. Uh, I don't think that they'll. Th- there's a slight chance, but I just it's it's tough, and I just don't think that they're gonna make up enough ground to to fight their way into the the race. I, I think you're looking at a Diamondback, Marlin, Red, Cub, and Giants race. That's that's the teams right there. Whoever makes the wild card is gonna come from. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Those five teams. Whoever makes wild cards gonna come from those five teams. I think Philly's set. I think Philly will get in in the wild card. Uh, yeah, but, I don't but, think that. I, I think the fight's gonna be between those five for the last two spots. Fight. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but that's just my opinion. Well, for me, I think now. I want the Mets to lose every game for the rest of the season. Now, I I had little hope in the Mets before they traded Justin Verlander. Well, the Mets um, have the Mets have officially yeah, said their season's over yeah, when they traded they, Verlander and um, Scherzer. Short uh, Scherzer, yeah, yes, Scherzer. Scherzer, Max Scherzer. They yeah. they admitted that they're out of the playoff race and they're working on next year, next season. So yeah, they're, 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 I think they're preseason favorites, right? Yeah, the, they traded Verlander back to the Astros, Astros yeah. didn't they? God, I hate the Astros. <laughs> I wish they hadn't done that. Ah, yeah. I don't want the Astros to win anything. I just feel lucky that the Yankees beat them when they had Verlander yeah. back. Anyway, um, yep. So that's my that's my take. Um, I mean, any anything can happen and fall in any different way between those five teams. Uh, I think there's, you'll see those probably switch up 10 more times before the end of the season and, and all said and done because um, they're all so close to each other. Um, their, their records are almost identical at this point. That's why I think that the, the race is between those five teams because their records are almost identical. So Most people wouldn't say this, but I feel like the Nationals may have a chance. Uh, I, I know. I, they're done. I, I, I knew you were going to say that, but I feel, like, I feel like they have a slight chance. Because they're only eight games back when, um... Eight games. They, eight they, games will be 12 by next week. Uh, anything can happen. It's baseball. Any, if bats get hot, uh, you know, it's... it's Anything can happen, but I, just, I don't think so. I told you the five teams, I think. It's between. I feel like my, my five teams would probably be the Reds, Padres... Nationals. Um, let's see, the Marlins and uh, maybe uh, I heard you say this, but Diamondbacks. So I could not. I I just, I just can't say the Mets. I can't say the Mets. But I really don't think the Diamondbacks have any chance of it. I really don't. My hope for really down for the Marlins. 
as well. Tell you what we're gonna do next week. I'm gonna try to get a uh, guest on our show. He's an Atlanta Braves fan. I'd like to talk a little bit about the Braves. The Braves look really good. So the Braves had a surprise, a surprise player really break out this year, Matt Olson, and he has really been killing it. They have two MVP candidates right now. Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson. Yes, and uh, I'm gonna try to get that Braves fan on this show so we can talk a little bit about those two guys and just what the Braves look like this year. But the Braves is really. They look really good. I, I think they have a chance at the um, World Series this year. I don't know they won just a couple of years ago. I think they got another opportunity to win again. The Braves, I think, look really good. But yeah, we'll save that for next week. Um, see if we can't get that special guest on our show. Talk about the Braves a little bit. But for now, that is it. That's our show for today. Uh, we will cover some different topics next week. Um, but that that will conclude this show. We thank you for listening. We hope you subscribe and come back again next week to hear our next show. Make sure to comment down below which topics you want us to uh, talk about. Next week we will uh, have a we're working on setting up a YouTube channel and we will have a place where you guys can drop comments to let us know if there's certain topics you would like for us to cover like Quentin here was talking about. So I'm working on it. I hope to have that up and running uh, by this week or by the end of this weekend. Uh, and we will post that out on our website. Until then, thank you. And that's it.